Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Michael Yon, and this episode is Casual Cantacus 4. This episode starts just at the end of a conversation he and I were having about me choosing the right table tennis team. You picked the right team. I picked the right team, yeah. Yeah, that's that's important. And see, this is the thing about life. You know, you, you get that feeling, and it's actually showing you, and you have to listen to it. And I, I believe personally that when you feel you're listening to not just your consciousness or your inner self, you're listening to your energy, which is your cellular structure, which is your biorhythms. And your biorhythms actually come out from your cellular structure. And when you listen to your feelings, you're actually listening to your biorhythms. That's the energy that's being projected out of your four quadrillion cells. And if you learn to listen and react in a positive way to what you're feeling, then the outcomes can be actually very positive for you. Interesting. Mm. If we talk about that a bit more, when you say biorhythms, I remember biorhythms as the the rhythms for the different factors that we have that start um, and remain in a, in a uh, pattern from our time of birth. Is it, are you talking about, that's the man-made one? That's the man-made one. Yeah. Right? They have not yet discovered where your biorhythms actually um, manifest from. And they originally manifest as biorhythms from your cellular structure, which is your four quadrillion cells, which is living energy. Because living energy has its own form of biorhythms and it attracts like a magnet to others. And that's like us as humans. We, it's actually our biorhythms that attract to another person and we feel comfortable with them. Or sometimes we don't. And we just don't talk to that person again. It's teaching us the difference. And these biorhythms, are they still, even if they're not uh, specific from our date of birth, are you still talking about the ups and downs when it comes to like intellectual levels, uh, physical levels, emotional levels, and the other smaller ones? Is that? Absol absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because, and there is c compatibility when emotional biorhythms are very similar. People can get on quite well and same with intellectual and But we have to learn to listen. This is this is the hardest part. When I say listen, I don't mean with your human ears. It's actually listening with your heart. Because everything vibrates through the heart. It's like saying your biorhythms come from your cellular structure, which is living energy, and the biorhythms actually vibrate through your heart center. And what you pick up is important and that's when your awareness comes into play if you start to teach yourself to be aware of your surroundings of your existence of how your body moves your biorhythms will actually help you progress through life in a better way more positive very interesting makes me think like we were, i was just saying a bit earlier about 
choosing the right table tennis team, I, I remember driving home and I was trying to logic it out in my head. I'm thinking, well, if I go with that team, and nah, nah, if I go with that team, nah. and, and, and I guess I couldn't actually come up with the, the logical reasons, the reasons that made sense to go with the team that I wanted to go with. I just felt that I wanted to go with them. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yes, yes. yes. You just have that feeling, that, that pull. This is what I was explaining to you in one of those episodes when you asked me about, um, you know, do you think that the brain doesn't have much of a, of a job, in a sense, to do with the human being? But my answer to that would have been like, absolutely it does. But we have to understand that the human brain is no different to the human heart, no different to the human lungs. The kidneys, the liver, the pancreas, um, the bowels. It's, it's, it's all the same because each of those organs has a tremendous amount of living energy, which is your part of your four quadrillion cellular structure. So there is consciousness within every atom of your entire being, internally, externally. And when we learn to become sensitive to what our human body is trying to tell us, we then open up a doorway to a higher thought consciousness to our mind. And that's what people are missing. We're too logical in all our answers. And it's the brain that is trying to develop by opening up new pathways to allow more knowledge to come in. But the problem is the human ego, with its beliefs and conditioning, sometimes in many people, it prevents the actual new pathways. And that's why people end up with um, all sorts of brain disease, anything from the age of 40 upwards, where they start to forget, they... Um, forget their in their memories from childhood, things that they've done about a week ago, and they end up creating Alzheimer's because there's no gaps for the new pathways to be created because there's no awareness. And that's the problem. Wow. Wow. Awareness is a big factor. It really, really is not just the word awareness. It's an energy. It's like saying, Michael, be aware when you are playing table tennis. And you would think to yourself, okay, who am I being aware of? No, it's not laboring anything. What it's saying to you is be aware when you're playing. Forget the expectations or the circumstances. But it's like putting your body in tune with your mind. And it's like you're playing more with your mind than your human brain of conditioning. And things actually seem to go better. They seem to flow. Yeah. Because I, I notice that in my life, things flow better. Flow better because you're being conscious of being aware. Absolutely. Yeah, And you can even remind yourself to be aware, can't you? Like yeah. You can form more and more of a, a rhythm or a habit of, of it. Yeah, yeah. I, guarantee, I guarantee if you asked any number of people on this planet all over the world when they were, say, not thinking beyond the logic, 
and things might be going a little bit haywire in their life. None of them would think beyond the brain for the answer because they're not taught that there is something more powerful. Naturally, it's thought consciousness. Naturally, it's awareness. But where does that all come from? It comes from the mind directly from the soul. Hmm. And, and the living energy is there to help you also to connect with the mind, with the soul. It's to bring you alive, to make you aware. Hmm. It's like saying, if you don't teach a baby to walk, it will walk itself eventually. But if you don't teach a child to do certain things in a certain way because you feel it would be a better structure for the child in time to come, it may take them five years instead of five months to learn the same thing. And it's no different to us be becoming aware of our energy that living energy is trying to communicate directly with us. And I say to myself every single day, and I push that energy out into the universe, that I am connected in every moment of every breath to living energy. I say that all the time. When you are conscious of your biorhythms, that means that sometimes you might be conscious, for instance, that the the physical factor is you know, hitting a real low at this time. And therefore you might make choice. You'll be aware of that and you make choices to not push yourself as hard. Is that? That's actually very true. A lot of the times we do things to better ourselves. And a lot of the times we concentrate too much on the doing and not just being. Once we do, we should learn how just to be. And when we learn how to be, we then have no expectations of the outcome. We just accept in that moment. And that's when biorhythms work really well. But when we keep doing and having expectations of the outcome, in pretty well most situations, it always ends up slightly negative because we're not listening to our inner self, whether you want to call it the biorhythms, our awareness, our heart, our living energy. It doesn't matter. It's all the same wow. because everything in the universe is energy. Everything in the universe is energy. And I think I just thought maybe now would be a good time to ask you, what about the energy that was uh, formulated into what came up with some point in, in, in our human history with numerology and astrology, which is somehow similar to also biorhythms. Numerology actually came originally from the, um, um, the Ilias. Really? Numerology yes. came from the Ilias? That's right. They introduced numerology as a teaching for the locals when they first came here. Right. Yeah, because it can be used to uh, not only 
discover like traits in people and compatibility, but also mm. to help you out with just similar to like biorhythms, knowing what days are probably less worth uh, cleaning the house and more worth going and advertising yourself, marketing yourself and things like that. That's right. Yeah. That's true. So that's, again, you would say that's, that's knowledge that's come out of, of energy of, 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 um, how, like how does one discover that knowledge by, how is it made up? Where does it come from? Comes from within us. It's all there. It's in every cellular structure. And what we need to do is become aware of our own existence. Meditation is is the greatest opening for discovering knowledge. Do you remember what I said to you back in 1988? I discovered a secret. And I don't know how many people on this earth have that same knowledge of knowing that secret. But it doesn't really matter. What does matter is that knowledge, that awareness that I gained from that experience saved my existence as a human being. I learned the art of changing whatever the outcome was meant to be. And what was really interesting, Michael, Roman, as the original recipient of the body, was meant to pass over just before 1988. And I changed his future because I completed his karma. So I actually owned the body. That was the plan. Even though it was a yeah. massive thing to do, that was the plan yeah, you were going to. Because he was going to die of lung cancer, right? That's correct. Yeah. And you literally went through all of it. <laughs> I, I went through the hell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's an experience, I assure you, that um, I would never want any human being to experience. And I mean, I think um, all disease, I would never want anyone to truly experience. But I'll say this one again. Disease, human disease, any disease, is only a manifestation of one's own negative emotions. Whether it's to inject pain because you feel that you need to feel pain because you may have been a really bad person or you experience the pain by putting in the wrong foods, you know, to say become obese or to become so sick that eventually the heart can't take it and, and you have a heart attack and you die. It depends on the circumstances and there are many, many circumstances. But that secret, wow, if I could share that secret so openly, so easily, then I would do that. But it's something that every human individual, especially if they're in a situation where they only have a certain amount of time to live physically, it would take them a fairly long time and they may not be able to complete that endeavor. Yeah, the secret has to do with healing, right? Absolutely. And the, the most prominent steps, firstly, is learning to meditate in the stillness of one's own beingness. In other words, to become so still 
within yourself, you stop all the chatter of your logical human brain. Because that's what kills you. Because it's the emotion again, isn't it? Absolutely. If you can't stop the chatter, then you'll never be able to meditate in the stillness of your mind. You have to put yourself into a meditative state like you enter a void of nothingness. And within that nothingness, if you have your eyes closed and you just be without any form of expectation and just be. And if you talk very gently and say, I wish to communicate with the essence of my being, my mind, my cellular structure. And if you put then your thought consciousness onto what you just expressed, and if you do it long enough, and you believe beyond all doubt that you are so much more than just this flesh body that is filled with organs, a skeleton, a muscle structure, nervous system, um, four quadrillion cells of living energy, then you may actually connect directly to your soul. And what I did I was sitting inside of an energy field which was my actual soul. And we spoke and laughed. Even though I was so sick, we spoke and laughed about the situation. How stupid and ignorant I was. Look what I created out of my stupid negative emotions. But you know what I learnt was beyond any monetary value. I learned to believe, I learned to understand that I was infinite beyond all imagination. And if I put my thought consciousness into it, I could be wherever I wanted to be, just through my imagination. Now, people would laugh at that and say, you're just using your imagination. Of course I am. I would agree with them. That's where your power source begins when you put your thought consciousness and connect with your mind through your imagination and by truly believing beyond all doubt that you are connecting with the very essence of your own infinite divine soul. It will happen. 100%. It will happen. And what it teaches you, wow, it is just beyond any human word. Beyond it. Gee. Yeah, I, th I guess like with um, classically thought of imagination as just like fantasy, but really it's the beginning. It, it's the everything, isn't it? It's the everything, Michael. Because you were talking about awareness you could you could interchange those words, couldn't you? Absolutely. You know how powerful words are? More powerful than two nuclear weapons going off at the same time. The damage that words can create is 69 million people being slaughtered during the Second World War. 
the amount of hatred, the energy that was used beyond all words was so negative, it caused the death. It was like like a trail. You know how you get those dominoes and you, and you set them all up and you might be say, um, let's just be, let's just go into fantasy for a moment and let's make, um, the dominoes a hundred kilometers long, right? All the winding and everything. And suddenly one person hits it. I mean, how long would it take for a hundred kilometers of dominoes to fall over? I have no idea. Probably be about, say, about 28 minutes, 29 minutes. What's really interesting <laughs> wait, is... Wait, wait. To go... Uh, how many hundred kilometers? That's, that's exaggerating. That's... <laughs> yeah, it would take a while. Yeah. But you know how... You know how fast... No, seriously. They actually did that, mate. They they had these dominoes set up. I saw it actually on television. And they had thousands of dominoes. Thousands. And it only took about three minutes for that all to fall over. The effect is quite amazing when something like that actually happens. While we're talking about it, I think the effect is quite amazing also that you can have, you can start off with a very, very small domino and tip it over and tip it onto one that's like, uh, whatever the maths is, like 60% larger. And then that one can go onto another one that's 60% larger. And in the end, this tiny, tiny, tiny small, um, domino has not has been the cause of massive buildings right. of dominoes falling right. over. Yeah. Okay. This is exactly Michael. What you're just saying is exactly what I'm trying to get to. Those dominoes and what you just expressed is exactly what happened in the Second World War. The Second World War was planned by governments. They all met in Zurich, and they all discussed the war. It was amazing. But anyway, beyond that, the negativity that was filtrated out of that entire war in energy, energy I'm talking about, could have run the earth when it came to electricity for over 10,000 years. The reason I know that is because I've already asked Mom a long time ago to actually find that out for me. Because I wanted to see the capacity of what negativity can actually do when it comes to energy. And what's really interesting is negativity is so damaging when it's in mass proportion. And this is what we don't seem to understand. I mean, Hitler alone, he's a narcissist. Remember we spoke about narcissists only on that program um, not that long ago, he, he's a narcissist and his energy convinced over a million children to grow up as Nazis and fight for the Fuhrer. I mean, that's energy, Michael. Mm. So I'm, I'm saying that if you put all this energy into a vacuum and ignited it, it would probably blow up Australia mm. completely. That's a good way of seeing it, seeing it like yes. something that's explosive. Yeah. Yeah. Fumes of negativity. Can I ask, um, when, when, uh, when, how do I ask this? 
when sacrifices are happening in, in, in crazy groups that I really don't understand, like secret societies or whatever, is that again, when they're creating a sacrifice of something special, that again is that that negative energy is what they're after. Is that right? Absolutely. Because there are, and we've spoken a little bit about it, but there are very, very negative, evil entities within spirit world in the lower ends. And a lot of them have been around for a very long time. And consciousness prevents them, to a degree, from ever incarnating because they would cause absolute havoc upon humanity. Those energies are summoned by these, what would you call devil them? Devil worshippers? Yeah, devil worshippers, right? I mean, we know the devil doesn't exist. It never has. The real devil is what's within each of us. And this is one of the things we have to come to grips with. We have to learn that we all have an evil side, whether it's 1%, whether it's 50%, whether it's 100%. We choose our path in life for whatever reason. That's energy. These people get into groups. Sometimes there's 300 of them. And they do these ceremonies and they worship these energies and build up that energy to a point where it's explosive. And it can literally bring forth these evil spirits in a big way. And that's why they become, how would you say, to a point in their existence where they have no empathy for any form of life. And these entities literally tell the leader what he should be doing. And that's why there are mad people all around the world and dictators who are controlled by the dark forces and also the green reptilians. But no one really wants to know about it. But they exist. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. This concludes Casual Kentarchus 4. If you'd like more information about the Dark Forces and the Reptilians, there is an episode, three episodes from now, that is based on that and includes a lot to do with the New World Order. This particular episode, the ending, went straight into the next episode, which I've split into the title Healing. So to flow on from the end of this one, just tune into the next episode. That's it for now. My name is Michael Yon. If you have any need to contact us, just email kentakis at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next one.